This recording begins with a reading of the Gospel of the Day. That will be followed by the homily from Father Paul O'Brien. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciple, You are the salt of the earth. But if salt loses his taste, with what can we be seasoned? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trample on the foot. You are the light of the world. A city set on the mountain cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and then put it under the bushel basket. It is set on the lampstand, where it gives light to all in the house. Just so, your light must be shined before others that they might see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. That Gospel passage picks up right where we left off last Sunday. We're in the beginning of what's called the Sermon of on the Mount in the Gospel of Matthew. It goes from the beginning of the first, fifth chapter of Matthew all the way through to the end of the seventh chapter. So we picked up Matthew 5, 13. In that passage that we just heard, Jesus makes absolutely clear to his disciples, meaning us today, that we must be very, very visible in the world, putting his love into practice so that other people will see it it will grab other people's attention. Very often people hear that and they say, wait a minute, doesn't Jesus also teach you're not supposed to grab people's attention? There are two separate teachings. Actually, in the very next chapter in Matthew 6, it's a passage we hear in the gospel reading every Ash Wednesday, which is in a couple of weeks. Jesus says to his disciples, don't pray fast and give alms in public in order to grab people's attention for yourself. That's what hypocrites do. Those are all very good religious activities, but religious activities are meant to draw us to God and serve other people. At Jesus' time, there are certain people who are doing those activities in order to get other people's attention for themselves. That is always ridiculous and wrong. What Jesus teaches in the passage we just heard is that you are supposed to be out there 24-7, my words, not his, doing his work so that your deeds are seen by other people and they will give glory to God the Father. You draw people's attention by living Jesus' love so that it bounces off you and they hopefully end up glorifying God. When you read this passage, it's really quite powerful. Jesus, the Son of God, says to you and me, if we actually are his disciples, you are the salt of the earth. Salt, among other things, gives, brings out, rather, flavor in food. It brings out the best, you could say, in food. We, if we live as Jesus' disciples, if we visibly do his work on this planet, we bring out the best in other people. You are the light of the world. Light dispels darkness. Light clarifies. It protects. It gives life. If we are out there very visibly living Jesus' love, grabbing people's attention, and therefore bouncing them to glorify God, 
We are the light of the world in other people's lives. Jesus makes clear in there, this must be really big. You don't, a city on a mountain cannot be hidden. You don't light a lamp and put it under a bushel basket. You light a lamp and you put it on a lampstand so that it will give light to everybody in the house. You have to be out there. You have to be out there all the time, very visibly doing his good deeds to grab other people's attention so that they may glorify God our Father. And to state the obvious, this is all, you can do whatever you want with your life. We're completely free. In fact, Jesus acknowledges in that teaching, not acknowledges, he puts right out there, salt can lose its flavor. In fact, I think interestingly, I know nothing about science. I could not pass eighth grade science at Lawrence Catholic Academy, but I believe that salt can lose its flavor because it's adulterated by other things. That's really interesting. Salt can lose its flavor. And then it's good for nothing but to be thrown underfoot and to be trampled, thrown out and trampled underfoot. You can, in fact, take a lamp and put it under a bushel basket. If you put a lamp under a bushel basket, it's going to go out. You, if you make the choice, and I, if I make the choice, to not be out there actively living Jesus' love, attracting people's attention, and leading them to glorify God, we can lose our flavor. We can lose our light. I am personally sick and tired of people, particularly in the church, who are flavorless salt. I am personally sick and tired of people in the church who have been given this light by Jesus and are putting it under a bushel basket. And when I see my own life drifting in those directions, I'm disgusted. I think I'm below pathetic. When I am salt losing its flavor, when I am light under a bushel basket, I'm choosing mediocrity. I'm choosing to waste God's gifts. So I invite you this week to join me in a very straightforward spiritual exercise. So hopefully we're growing as salt of the earth and light of the world. What I invite you to do is take that first reading. So when you go home and you reread the gospel reading, also take the passage from Isaiah 58 and use it this week. When you read that passage, which is probably written about six centuries before Christ, God is speaking through Isaiah to our Jewish ancestors and telling them what to do to be his agents in the world. The passage is really useful because when you read through it, it's spiritual and corporal works that Jesus, the Son of God, he reaffirms every one of them. Jesus teaches that we should be doing all of these things. Take these, you can take one, you can take all of them, and really actively put them into practice so that other people will see what you're doing this week. I invite you to potentially focus on three of them. They were issues in the sixth century before Christ and they're issues today. Remove from your midst oppression, false accusation, and malicious speech. So Christians are meant to remove these things from the world, other people doing them. This week, focus on you. Remove these things from our midst, and I will do the same. Remove from your midst. Remove from your midst oppression. Oppression 
is the exercise of power or authority in ways that are cruel, unjust, or burdensome. In every time and place, every human being exercises power and authority. We all do in different dimensions of our lives. We all have the capacity at any given time to do that with cruelty, injustice, and in a way that is burdensome to others. The way that we exercise authority, probably most of us, we are employers, we are bosses, we're supervisors. First and foremost, we're parents, we're siblings, we're teachers, that is a big one. We are peers in the community. In our parish, there are hundreds of people who have identifiable roles of authority and power in doing the work we do 365 days in this community. What I invite you to do this week is consider, first, what are your current positions of power and authority? That includes in the third grade, that includes at core unum, that includes in your workplace. And how are you living these out? In what ways are you being cruel? At any given time, and some of us in this church, in this parish, some of us right now, I presume some of you are being cruel. I may be cruel. Honestly, how are you being cruel in the way you exercise authority? All of us are unjust at times or plenty of times in our exercise of authority. How are you burdensome in the ways you currently exercise authority? Oh, I'm not burdensome at all. Ask your kids, ask your spouse, are you ever a burden in the way you exercise authority? Am I ever a burden in the way I exercise authority in this parish? Of course I am. Honestly about that, just this week, one week, remove it from our midst. I hope people will notice. I hope they'll see the good that you do and they'll glorify God the Father because you're doing it for God. Number two, remove from your midst false accusation. This is very straightforward. When I accuse someone of doing something that's wrong and it's false, that is false accusation, I falsely accuse people very consciously when I say false things, I know they're false, to harm other people. I say, I make false accusations because I say people are doing things that are wrong and I have not verified these facts at all or thoroughly. I make false accusations about the people who are closest to me, about the people who, with whom I work or I go to school, whom I dislike. I make false accusations, this is our country right now, about people in public consciousness with whom I disagree or whom I dislike. I make false accusations. At night, I plan them, I get it all together, and I get out there and I make false accusations. I also make false accusations just at the drop of a dime. Before Mass, I saw David Abdu break into Gloria's car and steal her iPhone. I just made that up. Very easy. Gloria, you don't have a car, do you? Sort of. Do you have an iPhone? No. Okay. So that was a false accusation. I make false accusations left, right, up, and down. Just this week. Just one week. Do not accuse anyone of anything wrong 
unless you are absolutely certain that it is entirely true. Is that asking too much? Just this week, remove that from our midst. I hope people will notice it. If you choose not to make false accusations at work this week, not join other people in doing it, they will notice, and hopefully they will give glory to God because they know you're trying to live a holier life. Third, remove from your midst malicious speech. I hope we all get this. It's reality 101. Malicious means doing harm to other people. Remove from your midst speech that does harm to other people. The principal way that most of us harm other people is with our speech. We do it in other ways, but every single one of us harms other people with our speech. Malicious speech is antithetical to love because it's entirely not of God. God never harms anyone. When I speak maliciously, I reject God. It is inherently sinful. Malicious speech is driving our culture in so many ways. It's an issue in the sixth century before Christ, and it is an issue in an electronic age. This counts for speech in a modern age. People are speaking maliciously, and we are disintegrating as families and as a society. Malicious speech is woven into all of it. So just this one week, do not say anything malicious to or about anyone. To repeat, is that asking too much of us? Is it too much, God, that I not speak maliciously for one week? I invite you to do it. Remove it from our midst, and particularly the people who know you best and your maliciousness, I think they'll notice, and I think they will see that your good deeds are coming from your trying to grow as an active disciple of Jesus, and I hope they may give glory to God. Last thought, just to draw your attention to something. Um, we're opening. We have ne- just reopened, have just opened registration this week for next year at Lawrence Catholic Academy. Lawrence Catholic Academy, I hope, is one of the most powerful witnesses we as a community give the way that we are really salt of the earth and light of the world in Lawrence. It's a school, citywide school, that we host here for kids from age three through grade eight. It is a superb education in which kids are, 100% of our kids are graduating to high school. Last year, 97% of them to select high schools. You know, the people I think are some of the most oppressive, false accusing, and malicious people on this planet? Children. They're little monsters. They're just little monsters. I'm sorry, we have to be honest in church. When I look through that list, when I was a kid, when I was in elementary school, was I oppressive? I really was. Did I make false accusations like morning, noon, and night? Was I malicious? I really was malicious, and I had good parents. When I look back at my education, I went to public school, I went to private school, I went to Catholic school. The older I get, I get, the more clear it is to me that the single most important education I received was Catholic elementary education. I was a monster in lots of ways, but at the earliest age, and for my elementary years, 
I received not just from my parents and not just from my parish, but every single day, an education that started with God. That was not just about academic excellence, which is very important, but about the formation of me and other children as Catholics. At Lawrence Catholic Academy, we have 450 monsters. We have 450 kids who are malicious, they make false accusations, they are absolutely oppressive to one another, come to lunch, and they're turning out beautifully. It is not number one because of academics. The academics are superb at LCA. It is because it's a Catholic school. Any of you who are in education, particularly in education in Lawrence, our children are being raised in a really messed up society. What they are seeing day by day, including in their own homes at times, is way more than any of us who are adults, most of us, ever had to deal with. This culture is really powerful. The biggest gift that can be given to a child in Lawrence, most children in Lawrence, not all, but most, is Lawrence Catholic Academy, where your children from age three through grade eight can receive a thoroughly Catholic education. We can't guarantee anything about what happens in our children's lives, but we can give them Jesus from beginning to middle to end every day and see the results that come. I really do believe we are producing the salt of the earth and the light of the world. So if your kids are not already at LCA, I invite you to consider it. There is almost probably 85% of our families receive financial aid. We want to make this available and affordable to everybody that we possibly can. There's information in the bulletin. Please really do check it out. For all the ways I am still a monster, I am part of offering LCA to 450 kids. I do believe we are, in this way, salt of the earth, light of the world. You have been listening to Father Paul O'Brien, pastor of St. Patrick Parish in Lawrence, Massachusetts. For more information about the parish and to get involved, please go to stpatrickparish.com or follow us on social media. Thank you for listening.